begin transmission. Hello, everybody. It is Chris and Ben for Outer Rim Transmission 116. This week, I'll be honest, not a whole lot of news going on. We have a really big story, though, involving Donald Glover, his brother Stephen Glover, now tap to write the Lando series. Could it be out of development hell? We're going to get into all that and much, much more on this week's episode of Outer Rim Transmission. Milton couldn't be with us this week. It's his birthday weekend. It's also my birthday week. I'm doing this and it's part of my birthday. I guess to do this anyway, but (laughs) we're getting into it. Um, He will also be here next week. So maybe we'll have a special guest next week. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Always in mu- always in motion. The future is, or whatever that Jedi Master says, something along those lines. But anyway, how's it going, man? Good, good. I mean, just a really chill weekend. It's uh, just scorching heat over here, so I've been just chilling in the air conditioning all weekend. We've been we've been pushing like close to a hundred with the heat index, so it's just kind of like, ugh, you know. So I so I've been just hanging out inside, watching shows, playing some Xbox. Um, you know, just the norm, working out. Yeah, same same story here. Honestly, it's just you, you have to be an air conditioner. For me, it's been summer reading Star Wars style. I went from reading Inquisitor, Rise of the Red Blade to Star Wars, The Higher Public, Tales of Light and Life. And I literally just finished and have the review up for Star Wars Crimson Climb, the young adult Kira Crimson Dawn novel. So I've been busy the last week and a half just read upload read upload read upload and it's come at a good time because honestly i can't do much else around here but rather than go to work where i'm in climate control i come home and just go in the air conditioner because it it is yeah it's basically like 100 degrees here every day as well so oh yeah it's it's a tough it's it's getting hot this summer but hey we're gonna be to that hoth level coldness soon enough yeah, I know. Enjoy enjoy this while it lasts. Enjoy this while it lasts because we might be wishing it was this time of year, six months from now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess we could jump into our week at Star Wars. I'll start off with one that just happened about a couple hours ago. I was watching on YouTube, so I got back into skateboarding, and I'm like, all right, let me let me take a you know drive down memory lane and see some old videos they used to watch. It's like, oh, there's some cool Tony Hawk videos. Anyway, he was he was doing this video about like. The easiest tricks from 1 to 21 or so. Start off with like an ollie and going. Anyway, he was doing a front side 180. And he's like, literally a part of this trick is kind of like using the force. Because you can't you can't see behind yourself. So you have to believe. So there's an element of, oh my gosh, you kind of have to just go and, and hope for the best. And it's like using the force. So I was just like, that is kind of funny. So it's more, more or less like opening up the fact like sports with the force and i can think of one right off the top of my head like i think like in baseball like hitting a ball that's coming at you like 90 miles an hour is probably the closest to like you having to have jedi reflexes on anything on the planet i would imagine because most people don't hit the ball by just pure probability and when you do it's like you're you're, it's like you're locking on with the proton torpedoes and you're firing it to like the death star you know exhaust exhaust for or whatever like that so i don't know ben if you if you have any ideas like what other sport activities anything that could seem Um, so difficult that it's almost to intuition and instinct rather than actual skill at points yeah i mean i would say um even all right so this is this does this this type of sport takes a little bit of skill but uh 
So an easy one, one that I actually have been like practicing in, you know, over the past few months is like calisthenics, like body weight exercises. And for me, it's been doing like the harder ones, like handstands and handstand pushups and stuff like that. Because, you know, when you're doing like a handstand, it's like, you know, you're balancing like Luke on Dagobah, like you got to keep your balance or it's just like, boom, you crash. Like, it's like, I've, I've had that happen before, like in like me practicing handstands and stuff where it's like, you know, I think to myself, man, gotta, gotta like be balanced in the force here to like hang on to this handstand so I don't just tip over onto my back or something. So, you know, that's kind of like how I've actually like dealt with stuff personally in terms of like skills and um, like athletics and things like I've, I've experienced it in, you know, just like practicing handstands and handstand pushups the last few months where it's like, you know, I kind of like I'm thinking like a Jedi, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, that's literally something that got done in Empire Strikes Back. So it makes a lot of sense to pull that one right away because it's just like, yeah, we got Jedi training going on. Luke is having to do this exercise. Yoda told him to do this exercise because it means he's going to increase his his uh, inhibitions, his balance, his coordination. Um it's funny a few times like everybody that works where i work is knows i'm a huge star wars fan it's like oh yeah chris you should like do some kind of like jedi academy for four like may the fourth do like a jedi academy workout or something like we do like a all body i'm gonna do i'm gonna try to do something like that actually just do all body weight handstands like jumping across like pull-up bars you know cal kestis style clambering up like ropes and stuff like that <laughs> Hey, hey! There you go. Second channel, Jedi, Jedi Academy Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what about you? Do you have any cool things to note this week? I know you finished the Last Command last week. Did you start anything yep. new this week? Yeah. So I finished up the Last Command, and uh, you know that that book. It was awesome finishing that up. A great way to like finish things out. Um, Mark Thompson did a great job. You know, of course, narrating it. It was awesome, actually. I sent it in our group chat, but for our, yep. our listeners, um, Mark Thompson actually liked my tweets when That's I was complimenting amazing. like his work, and I was like, "Holy smokes!" And then he he was like messing with me about it, by the way, because like I tweeted two more times and tagged him, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, Mark Thompson just liked my tweet, <laughs> night made." And then he went through and like liked three or four of my tweets, just like I was like, "Dude, you're just messing with me now." Um, it's, it's funny as heck because on Facebook, I, and I'm friends with a lot of people in the community, just like people not part of Star Wars, but people literally just like podcasters and stuff. And yep. whatever reason, I always scroll through my Facebook and it's always like people you may know, Mark Thompson, like 19 mutual friends. I'm like, do I send this guy an invite on Facebook? I don't know. I never even met him before. I, well, actually, no, I sat next to him. I literally sat next to him in a Lucasfilm publishing panel pre-COVID, and he was dressed up in a Jedi outfit. And He's then, the best. I... yeah, then what yeah. happened was they said, "Okay, we have a special guest, like the presenter. We have a special guest to say something." And then he got up and he like started talking like Thrawn, and then that was the announcement that they were making the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy. Like he basically read the synopsis awesome. for the first book. And yet, little did I know, he was, like, sitting right next to me. I didn't really know about the time. I was just like, holy crap, that was him? <laughs> yeah, I love his Thrawn voice. His Thrawn voice, obviously, it doesn't sound like Lars, but his is unique in its own way, where it's like, man, that's a great voice for Thrawn as well. Um, but yeah, so I kind of had, like, that little bit of week in Star Wars. And then also, like, so finishing up The Last Command, 
Like, that got me down, like, a rabbit hole of looking up Star Wars collectibles, actually. And, whew! Certain collectibles are a lot more expensive than what I thought they would be. Um, so, like, I dove down the rabbit hole. I was like, oh, let me see if there's a... Um, you know, since Mar Mara Jade's, like, such a big integral part of that trilogy, I was like, let me see if there's, you know, her first lightsaber. And uh, so I went down the rabbit hole of looking collectibles up for like Mara Jade's first lightsaber because you know I've I have the Skywalker one over here and I was like maybe you know that'd be a cool one because like you know she's a unique character and fans love her and all this stuff well so I got down the rabbit rabbit hole of all these Star Wars collectibles all these sites and things and um so you know obviously there's like knockoff versions and stuff but like the actual official master replicas Mara Jade lightsaber and mind you there was only 750 of them made in the entire world. And they were autographed by the, the chick that was modeled from Mara Jade, like the girl. Oh, my gosh. Um, take a guess how much it, uh, it was running for. $800. A little more than that. Um, on average, most of them, what I found online, like just everywhere, different collectors' websites and things, since, like I said, there was only 750 made in the whole world, they were ranging anywhere between like 1800 to 2500 bucks. Oh my god. And I was gosh. like holy moly. Like I was I I can't lie. I was I was going to buy one if there if there was one for like 500 I would have bought it. But when I saw like the cheapest ones were like 1800, I was like no, I can't do that. Hell but no. um but uh but yeah, it was cool like like they had the girl uh that that played Mara Jade like sign all of them and stuff. So it was a signed, you know, master replicas version and all this stuff, but you know, it's like man, like I found one one um actually was up for sale on a collector's website. It was it was um out of 750, it was like it was like 38 or something. So it was a really high up collective or high up variant of that saber and that one was selling for 3000. And I was like, "Holy smokes." But uh but yeah, I mean, so I don't know. It just got me like diving down the collectible rabbit hole of Star Wars stuff after finishing up the last command and then I looked into Mara's lightsaber and I was like, whoa, that's out of my price range. But it's cool to see that they actually made her lightsaber. And a fun fact, actually, about Mara's lightsaber. So, you know, in my, like, research of these collectibles, hers was the last Master Replicas lightsaber oh. under under the Master Replicas brand. Like, yeah. that was their last product um, they made for Star Wars um, in terms of lightsabers. Yeah, so. that was before, like, Hasbro Black series, right? And now... yep. And then we, all, yep. we have that. We also have the Disney Parks ones, which are incredible as well. Like, they're super yep. high quality. So I'm happy that, like, these ones are actually a lot more affordable, and they look great. Like, I think those Master Replicas are usually, like, 500 bucks, like, like retail. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they were set at that price. Like, I remember going to eBay looking for a Luke Skywalker well, Return of the Jedi hilt, and it was, like, yeah. Well, that's, geez, like, that my... Crazy. So like my, my this is a Disney Whoa. Parks one I have, Whoa. and you know I got it off the Disney the Disney Parks website. You can get oh. like Luke's. Yeah, I would say th this was only like 150 bucks, but what? it was it was yeah, it's well worth it. Like you know it's it's nice metal. You know the blader moves, wow. and the cool thing about these ones from the Disney Parks site yeah. is they actually come with like a stand where you can set it up like oh. this, or there's um it also comes so it comes with a stand to set it up where it's just the hilt, or there's um another option i mean i didn't do this just because i don't i don't hang lightsabers on my wall but it comes with the the actual hands like the little clips to hang your lightsaber on the wall so you could like put the whole blade and the whole thing on the wall oh it's um, sick 
Yeah, so I mean, like I said, they're only like 150 bucks on the Disney web on the Disney Parks yeah. website, and it's like, I I'm I'm actually considering because I think they have Qui Gon's on there. I was thinking Ooh. of maybe getting I was thinking of maybe getting Qui Gon's because I want to get another lightsaber. Hey, I mean, I mean that'll as a preview for our, our uh, listeners. Um, I might end up doing that for like my own birthday gift to myself this year here in September. I might get like Qui Gon's or like someone's lightsaber off there. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of. Maybe getting um, another one off the Disney website. It's it's really neat how much they have on there. Like they have such obscure Jedi. Like they have Luminar Undulies and stuff like Count Dooku's. Yeah, Count Dooku's. It's like every possible Jedi from the prequels they have sabers for. It's pretty neat. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just uh, yeah. So I I kind of like made up my mind on that the other day. I was like, yeah, for my birthday this year, my thirtieth birthday, I'm gonna get me a uh, another cool lightsaber hilt so we'll see this september there we go all right so that brings us to our show proper for those of you that are watching you could also listen to us on any podcast uh, podcast catcher of your choice you can find us on spotify google apple amazon and more just search outer rim transmission for those of you that want to watch us and be part of the living chat you can go ahead and search us on youtube outer rim transmission youtube.com slash star raptor every sunday uh we've been kind of experimenting with our time but yeah definitely anywhere between 7 to 8 p.m eastern is our start time you know it's summer here so things are going to be a little bit more flexible as we go along but definitely will be around prime time on Sundays for your uh, watching and listening pleasure to end slash start your week off um, covering all the news. There you go. Also, one thing to throw in there for our listeners and our viewers, um, just keep in mind, guys, we are only, I think, 24 days now away from Ahsoka. Um, Yep. 24 days away from Ahsoka till that Wednesday. So, But technically... For all of us people who like watch it at 3 a.m., only 23 days away until Ahsoka Eve, so we're getting close. Oh, man, and the fact that we're getting those two episodes back-to-back is going to be glorious. Absolutely glorious. Oh, yeah, it's going to be exciting to start the season that way. And then also, um, just another little thing for our um, listeners as well. If you guys haven't checked it out, on StarWars.com's databank, they updated... Um, Balin and Shin and Morgan Elsbis like descriptions they added like a little bit extra to them like you know like Balin saying like he's a mercenary and this and that like they they like gave like Ooh. they expanded they expanded the descriptions just a little bit on Star Wars's website just uh, like huh. yesterday oh my gosh I have to look this up now you know me, man. I eat up like any little blurb or any little thing about these characters. Yeah, they did. They're they're just little blurbs. Like it's literally just like a few few sentences, but they updated them. I I uh, checked them out uh, yesterday. Oh yeah, heck yeah. So we have a couple new releases this week. First of all, we have mainly just comics. Yeah, we mainly have comics here. Uh, the Mandalorian issue two, volume two. Again, par for the course. If you want a direct adaptation of The Mandalorian, you want to have a collectible item, it's fine. If you're expecting anything more, anything behind the scenes that we didn't see in the show, then you're going to be disappointed. So there's that. We also have the conclusion to Darth Vader, Black, White, and Red. This is issue number four out of four for the miniseries. This is a, you know, it's a pre- it was a pretty cool series. It's just Darth Vader being super violent. I don't think any of these stories are technically canon or really should be having much... Uh, stock put into them but they are really cool for a visual kind of like experience where literally everything is 
black, white, and red, as the title suggests. And finally, we have Hyperspace Stories number six, which is essentially the origin story of Greedo. Um, so go ahead and check that out, because uh, who doesn't want to have a cool Greedo story that involves Job the Hut, involves a singer, and the singer getting one up on Greedo and Jabba both. So we'll see how that goes. But yes, as I mentioned off the top, if you are looking for the latest on Star Wars book reviews, then I'm the place you want to check out. YouTube.com slash Star Raptor. I have my review. I have my reviews for Inquisitor, Rise of the Red Blade, Star Wars, High Republic, Tales of Light and Life. And I just uploaded today, Sunday, I uploaded my review for the upcoming Star Wars Crimson Climb. That one's not out until October 10th. Star Wars Tales of Light and Life isn't out until September 6th. Although the people that went to Comic-Con got Tales of Light and Life a little bit early. My birthday. Oh, perfect. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, so far, all those books have been hitting. Uh, those three books I've read, I'm just like, these are all really good Star Wars books. I'm very happy. Um, but I'm also kind of like, okay, I'm ready to maybe dive back into the Witcher universe now because I... I just finished re watching season three. Um, I'm not seeing much chatter about it online. I got to admit, I, I, I put out a tweet. I don't think I got one like on or anything. And I haven't seen any discourse, any conversation. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of people probably just kind of tapped out of the Witcher after they found out that Henry Cavill's not going to be playing him anymore. Um, but, but I mean, my take on it was as somebody who has read the books and they are doing a much better job this season at adapting the books because I think they were going off the deep end season two a little bit, kind of like rubbed me the wrong way, but they definitely got back on track. And I will say if there's going to be a time when they could leave it and, and have another actor fill in the role, this would be it. This felt like the end of act one and now a new adventure, a new journey begins and, and then they could just, I don't know if they'll pay attention, if they'll if they'll make a point to changing the actor or not. But anyway, th this isn't the Witcher cast, but uh, I just wanted to put my own two cents in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, even for me, I I'm not really a big fan of the Witcher show. Like, I watched the first season and it was just kind of like eh, to me, even though I love Henry Cavill. But I uh, even from like different pop culture channels and things I follow, just there just wasn't much buzz about it really. So I don't know. It's just it's just uh, like you said. People might have just checked out knowing Cavill was gone and stuff. And yeah. you know, my fingers are crossed. He's just going to be playing James Bond next. That's what I I hope. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because you know Netflix, you know up front like they got huge numbers for Witcher season one. That was yep. like sort of their answer to Game of Thrones. I mean, it was like a high fantasy series that was pretty mature, pretty gritty, a lot of you know gore, and darkness, and sex and all that stuff. So I was like. Ooh, I can get into this. And then all of a sudden, like, season two came out, people dropped off. Season three came out, a lot of people dropped off. Um, so it's like, oh, crap. Ne ne I'm wondering what happens with Netflix now. Like, are they going to try to scale back on Witcher? Because even compared to some of the other stuff that's on there this week, it wasn't even trending at number one. I'm like, what the heck is going on, you know? Like, they put all yeah. their eggs in the basket for Witcher. Like, they made an animated movie, which was awesome. Blood Origins, I liked it, but I know a lot of people probably wouldn't like it because it's just not as well made as the Witcher series, the flagship anyway. So, yeah, it's like, oh crap, well, is Witcher trouble now? <laughs> well, see, the thing is with the thing is with um the Witcher. Here, here we go, um Outer Rim Netflix podcast. But uh, but the thing is with the Witcher, I think the reason as well. I mean, who knows? They might they might phase that show out. Maybe you know we do another season of it or whatever. But 
I know, like, this is going back clear to last year with the Hollywood Reporter deadline and all those people reporting it, but, you know, it was getting highly talked about that the live-action Avatar The Last Airbender franchise that's in development on Netflix, they want that to be, like, their flagship series next to Stranger Things. Like, that's that's what they're really wanting to have as their big show. So I think oh, that's okay. the reason, maybe the reason why, like, even just not even The Witcher, I think it's going to impact a lot of the other shows as well. But that's what was getting reported, like, last year about the Avatar series. Like, they want that to be the show on Netflix when it comes out. Interesting. Well, let's take a trip over to Disney Plus <laughs> and detour over to a galaxy far, far away. And we are talking about Lando. So, yes, we haven't heard any concrete news about the show. It got announced way back when, in December of 2020, in the height of the pandemic, Bob Chapek, Kathleen Kennedy, Investor's Day, we got Acolyte, we got Rangers New Republic, we got a droid story, we got Lando. I mean, in here, who was, being act who was acting in it? We didn't know what the storyline was. We just get a title card, and that was it. Well, we got a little bit of news of what is happening over there. So apparently... Donald Glover and his brother Stephen Glover will now be writing the series. So originally there is a writer, um, Simeon. I'm trying to figure out where the guy's first name is. This is a Justin Simeon. Justin Simeon. This is coming to us from the Hollywood Reporter, but originally came from uh, Above the Line. Yeah, Justin Simeon. Uh, so yeah, I mean, basically what this tells me is like, oh my gosh, like there's a good chance that this could actually happen. I, I had in my head that we haven't heard anything. We've been hearing cutbacks of, you know, maybe Book of Boba Fett Season 2 got axed. You know, Rangers New Republic got axed. Even the movie side of things. Rogue Squadron's not looking very good. Taika Waititi's film not looking very good. But this, to me, at least... Adds a little bit of hope, a little bit of credence that this could actually still be in the cards for Lucasfilm. Of course, we got the writer and actor strike going on, so they can't even work on it yet. But if they could, eh, they get started on this thing, let's say, in the fall. Let's say everything gets resolved. They start in the fall writing. Maybe by 2026, we'll see this thing. You know, I don't have a timeline on this stuff, but I'll throw it over to you, Ben. Um, what are your first initial impressions off this news? I mean, I think it's great news just because, for starters, um, God, I about said Lando Glover, Donald Glover. Um, Donald Glover, you know, is a multi-Emmy like Emmy nominated. He's won a few Emmys. Um, he's been nominated and won for both, you know, acting and writing. So, like, you know, he's he's a great artist overall in terms of, like, creative, creative vision. So, like, that's a nice, refreshing um, part of the show. So that's exciting. The fact that his brother's on it, you know, his brother was involved with um, his other projects as well. So, like, you know, they're working, they they have a good working relationship. So you have that. Um, and like you said, it just adds kind of more credence to the show most likely happening, I would say now. Like, you know, because the thing is when it comes to a lot of these Star Wars projects is you have to look at them this way. Like, this I would say is like a project coming from within Lucasfilm. Like they're wanting this project to be done. Like like this, for example. Um, like the Filoni movie, like the Ray movie. You know, these type of things are coming from Disney. And see, I think the reason why like other projects, for example, like Patty Jenkins, like even um potentially James Mangold, 
um, the Ryan Johnson trilogy, these type of things, like, those were ideas pitched from outside people. So, like, I think that's why, like, the, this Lando show has a better chance of happening than not, just because this is more of, like, an idea coming from, like, within Lucasfilm versus, you know, because if it wasn't coming from Lucasfilm, for example, if it was just the former writer's project, they would have just axed the show. But since they picked it up, you know, they picked it up with Donald Glover, that means this is an idea coming from Lucasfilm. So I think that's a big thing for people to keep in mind um, when they're thinking about this show. Um, and then, like you said, as for the timeline of the release, it all just comes down to the strike. Like, if the strike clears up quickly, you know, we're hearing um, the earliest potential stuff could happen, you know, October, November. So, you know, we're looking at least until into the fall um, for any type of progress. So, you know, we have that. And then, you know, if that would get cleared up some... If that would get cleared up, then, you know, all everything could just resume and continue on. And you would have, uh, you know, you'd have the Donald Glover firing up the show. So, you know, if you think about, like, the writing process, like, this, you know, it probably won't even start shooting till, I Like, all best case scenario, if the, if the strike would end immediately in October, like, you know, writing everything for the Lando series. Like, this show probably wouldn't even start shooting until the end of 24 maybe early 20 yeah so you're looking at probably this would probably be like the f january february march type show of probably 2026 uh, probably i would guess wow yeah i mean you know just basic mathing it out and that's yeah. that's if that's if the sh the strike ends in october november and the thing um, is billy d ain't getting any any younger that guy right and I really hope that he would be a component of it, right? Like, I, I still love that idea. It's not my own idea, but, I, you know, through the grapevine, people are like, oh, what if you have, like, a different kind of writing process or, or filming? You got Billy D. William, who narrates the beginning of every episode, and then I kind yeah. of like it, like Calrissian Chronicles. Like, let's transfer into our discussion of just what we think, you know. It's been a while since we talk about Lando as a series, so I think it's a great enough opportunity to talk about it a little bit more. Um, having the Cowards in Chronicles, like, I guess, like, the Indian Jones Chronicles, I've never watched them, but, like, having, um, what's the word for series where it's, like, each episode, episodic? Serialized. No, I think that means, I think episodic is, like, the oh. one-off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Episodic's yeah. More, more like the one-offs. Yeah. Like, it's, like, kind of like the CW, like, Villain of the Week type thing. Yeah, yeah, like, they could have, like... Each episode can be titled in a way where it's, like, literally, like, Cowards in Chronicles number 25 uh lando and the mine harp of sheru and then it's like you have like a self-contained 40 minute adventure where it starts with billy d and ends with billy d and maybe they can have some like little thread that ties each tale together to like have billy d like find his daughter somehow yep. like see i would I would love that. I've seen people talk about that before. I wonder, I really wonder where like this idea came from. It might've just been like social media's, you know, swelling of ideas because like, that's an idea I've seen consistently thrown around, but I think it would be awesome. Like, cause the thing is Billy D, you know, he really can't do much anymore. So like you could easily just have him doing like a narration thing. And even if you do it in the present day, like, you know, put a couple minutes at the beginning of each episode, a couple minutes at the end, like have, have it be like super, super generic and easy acting for Billy D, but just something like, you know, something really generic, him finding his daughter, you know, in the present day or something connecting 
and then have like all these like backstories and stuff going on for the majority of the episodes. I think it would be awesome. Um, I I really do hope he's involved though. Like to some degree, whether it's whether it's like how we're talking to begin and end episodes, or even just like begin the series and then end the series. You know, because that could be like his send off potentially. Yeah, I mean, look at what's going on. We have. You know, we have an older actor in Samuel Jackson. Uh, obviously, he's a little bit more spry than Billy D. But like, we have a series that's being carried by an elderly uh, person in their sixties, right? I, I think he's in, he's got to be in his sixties, right? If not low, early seventies, Samuel Jackson, right? Yeah, I think he's close to seventy. Yeah, so it's like, all right, like, and you have Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford literally playing as his eighty-year-old self, so. Why not have Billy D in there, and and uh, the uh, the other actor? Gosh, I'm like brain farting. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yeah, why why have them in there? And it, it makes sense that this is going to be more serious now because if the actual actor himself is writing this thing, it's going to be made eventually. Like he has all the control. I think the problem is with the series is we've heard from Kathleen Kenny a number of times where it's like, oh, you know, we really want to get this show on the road, but Billy, you know, uh, Donald Glover is just so busy all the time, and it's hard to nail down a schedule, and I know he had his own show. I think that has come to an end, so yep. maybe he's a little bit more free to be able to do this thing. Yep, I would say so. I mean, you have those things to keep in mind with it, and... uh yeah, it's just going to be really nice to see what they end up doing with it. And, you know, like we were talking a little bit in our group chat, like, Donald Glover's the perfect age, like, if they want to. Like, this is something a lot of people haven't even thrown out there yet. But they could actually do a post-Return of the Jedi Lando series, even. You know? Like, if if they're if they're not going to do, like, episodic, if they want to do just a series, they could do it post-episode 6. Like, leading, you know... Oh. Um, like something like that, God, you know, for all intents and purposes, like, or give us like, um, you know, Chris, like for you, your experience, like reading Shadows of the Sith, like give us some of like Luke and Lando stuff in live action. You know, if we want to go like really out there, um, I would love that. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think whatever they do with Billy D or Billy D, Donald Glover, the good thing is I do feel like, especially for like the people that really love the solo movie. I think there's a really good chance we get Alden as well as Amelia Clark back into Star Wars again. Yeah, which is so funny because I'm on a solo kick right now. As I said, I just finished the Crimson Climb, Crimson Dawn, Kira origin story, which literally takes place. There's, I, th I think it's three-year gap between when they get separated on Corellia and then Han goes back to that snowy planet and finds her with, with Dragon Falls. So... I'm totally in that headspace right now where it's like some continuation of Solo would be fantastic. There's been stories that skirt along that timeline, but it's almost like Lucasfilm is still holding out on hope for them to continue the the very story that, that ends there when, you, when they're going to go visit Jabba. Like there's really still nothing in canon that, that kind of negates anything that could be placed directly after it like they're still holding like it's yep. there's still a placeholder there yeah see that would be perfect i would love for them to just do that like give us a few 
you know, if we're going to do an actual series, like, you could easily do a series in that time period. Like, you get your criminals, you get your, obviously, your familiar faces and characters and locations, because especially during that time period, like, you you would have to run into the familiar locations. So, you know, I feel like people would enjoy that. Um, and, yeah, I just think, I think this series has good potential. I really do, like, because Lando's a recognizable name, you know, like Kenobi, like Boba, um, you know, what, regardless of how those series turned out, they were recognizable. Um, and then, of course, you know, you're leading it with Donald Glover. Like, I just think, I just think it has a really good potential of, of, of doing really well. I would love to see them finally go, um, like, let's say if it is episodic, on the other, other hand, you know, say we get a story in the Java time period, you know, like we were saying after Solo, um, but man, it would be cool to see them like go in. I don't know. So someone, someone make Donald Glover watch Return of the Jedi like before he writes this show or something. Because like, give us an on-screen like thing um, explanation as to like you know Lando referencing like the Battle of Tanab and all that. Like, give us that in live action. You know, Chris, you're muted. I can't believe we haven't gotten that yet. That's been that one illustrious kind of like. Uh... That storyline, I don't know. It's like it's like Yoda's age, right? Like, or not Yoda's age. It's like Yoda's species. Like, what's that called? We'll never find out. I guess we'll never find out what the Battle of Tanab is, unless they finally get to there after the dark droids thing and the latest Star Wars uh, uh, big event coming out this week. Who knows? Yeah, I would love to see that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Lando series could have some really good. I, I think it could be a lot of fun, in a way, like. You know, almost like a certain point of view to an extent. Like, you know, with Lando, he's like a he's a he's a big character, but he's an ancillary enough where you could have you could have Donald Glover's Lando bumping up into familiar places like from different angles and things, you know? Mm. Yeah, because we gotta figure out what's the mission statement of the show, why what would it do? How would it kind of you know, pace itself to be different than the other things out there. What what would make it different from Mandalorian? What would make it different from Andor? What makes it stand out? Like, I look at Mandalorian, I look at Andor, and they're two polar opposite things. Like, you're going to get fans that are going to like Andor for reasons that fans of Mandalorian would not like it, or vice versa. Um, then you look at something like the Acolyte. Okay, that's our show with Jedi. Like, we just learned a couple a week ago or so that it's going to have the most Jedi in any other Star Wars live production thing ever. Um, then we have Bad Batch, obviously animated. So, what what is Lando going to be? Maybe it could be, like, the first comedic, like, borderline comedy, kind of like She-Hulk, although I don't think She-Hulk really <laughs> accomplished that, but I know it was trying to be that way. But... Yeah, I mean, could it be that episodic kind of thing where it'd be like, okay, if you want a really fun story every week that's going to expand the Star Wars galaxy in 40 minutes or less, here's your show. Like, that's... It, I'm, I'm very interested to see what their pitch is for this show, whatever it's going to be. Well, you see, that's the that's the interesting point i haven't thought about yet is like what's the show's you know mission statement like you said because you have you have the basics for like kenobi or boba or mando or andor um or bad batch or clone wars like you have the basics like and it just makes you wonder a character like lando you know he doesn't have the force at this time period like if it's taken place before 
um before episode five you know he's not in the rebellion if it takes place after then you know you could maybe you know do some rebellion related stuff but you know so you have those options there i mean maybe i don't know it just feels like with lando you know also it, it begs the question like who are going to be the co-stars it will it be amelia clark and alden or will it be like or, or, you know, maybe we'll have Lobot in every episode with them or something. Like, maybe something along those lines. But, uh, but yeah, like, it just also begs to begs to ask, like, okay, who are the co-stars? Um, I feel like with this series, inevitably, even if it's, like, a guest episode, episode of the week, we'd get Han and Chewie. Because it just feels, like, inevitable they would have Chewbacca in this somehow or another. Especially, like, with how active, like, Jonas is with Lucasfilm and Star Wars and stuff. So, um... You know, maybe maybe it'll be something with Han and Chewie and Lando, you know, doing some heist or something together. Or, I mean, I mean the thing is as well, you know, we have to remember with Lando, the, the great part about his character is the fact that even though we've seen him a million times and stuff, you know, we could still potentially see Darth Vader in this series. Like, we could see Darth yeah. Vader, you know, meet with Lando at some point. Because I don't think... Like, I don't know, the way, the way you know, when you watch episode five, it yeah. doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like that was their first ever time You're meeting. Right. yeah. Like, like, so, you know, it just, it just begs the question, like, you know, maybe we get Vader popping in for, for something oh. just because like, you know, maybe they do some, maybe they do a dirty deal and then Lando like regrets it and like double crosses them or something. And like, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Because Lando... I don't think that a person, a normal person, would stand up to Vader and like try to bargain with Vader, unless they already knew what they were getting into the first time. Like, like they already had experience with him. Like he wasn't really taken back with them. So you're nope. right. I, I I could see that. My other thing is you talk about you talk about plot, you talk about story. So talking about story with Lando. What could be fundamentally changed about the character of Lando in the series? Like why, just like the Obi Wan series, and I feel like uh, I just feel like that show just didn't hit, just because like the story behind Obi Wan wasn't done as well as I could have thought it could have been. Like, yeah, the whole process with okay, how do you go from tragedy and being in despair to having hope? Okay, I guess I guess that could have been the story to to a or Boba degree. Fett. I mean, oh, for the Boba Fett story, there is really no story yeah, for him like, in that there's well, no character well, development really see that that's a good point too like it's like where i wonder like what they would use this show for as a uh you know like you said how would you progress this character potentially or just add add into his backstory maybe you add maybe you okay so maybe you're not progressing his character if it's in the in the past but you could go along the lines of you know like i was just saying like maybe we get some of the, um, you know, like, 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 you know what I'm saying, Chris? Like, maybe they they backstory in a way to forecast his turn in Empire Strikes Back on Han. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe he does a deal with Vader in the past, or you know, someone in the past. Maybe they do something like that in the past, like in this series, where it can build into his turn in Empire. Oh, hmm. Like very interesting. Like that's the only because 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 Lando's a tricky character because you can't just do a typical Jedi arc with him or a you know 
You can't do even really like Andor because the thing is, he's not in the rebellion yet, so you can't really make him go full good guy. Um, mm. And then it's just like, I don't know, it, it's just a tricky way to do things. And like, I think the best, or like one of the better ways to do it, I feel like would be like our, like Billy D. Williams intro with just episodic story ideas because then it's just kind of like one-off mission of the week type things versus like an ongoing story because if you do an ongoing story i think it would be hard to do that unless like you know hey maybe you know maybe you make the finale the battle of tenhab or something like maybe you do that for the show but like but i just think you would have to do one-off stories like with lando just because I, I don't know how much further, you know, how, how can you progress Lando's character pre A New Hope? Like, what would you progress him to, to be more of a swindler or something? Like, mm. yeah, I, that's, mm. I don't know. I mean, we see him in Rebels. He's going around with a puffer pig, trying to extract minerals from the Thal. It's like, what the heck is this deal over here? Like, what the, you know, he's full of different things, but like, I could see, like, if you know what you're getting into, episode, if it was episodically, they could have a theme of the week. Kind of yeah. like Clone Wars, like, they had, like, oh, those fortune cookie things in the beginning that give you maybe an idea of what the plot could be about. Maybe it could be something as simple as that, and, and, and that would be different enough for the Star Wars folks out there to be like, hey, you know, it can't be filler if it's the whole point of the story is to do episodes like this, so it's like, I don't want to hear it from the community like yep. there's no filler because every episode is basically filler because there is no there is no serialized story that travels through all these so ah take that like what happens if Lucasfilm reacts to all that stuff and we're like all right well we're going to make a show where nothing's connected here you go <laughs> see i would the crazy thing is you know us cracking jokes about filler and stuff i would love some shows like that because then you could really get interesting with the missions like with lando you know, you could do plenty of things. You could do a Battle of Snab. You could do a Han and Lando mission. You could do a, a Lando and Lobot mission. You could do a Lando meeting with Darth Vader in the past mission. You could do Lando, uh, you know, all kinds of things. Uh, let's not let's not do Puffer Pigs in live action. I really don't need to see that. Um, but, like, I would like Lucasfilm to do ideas like that because just imagine on the flip side, you know, not, like, let's say not Lando. But what if they did Tales of the Jedi in live action? Like, how oh. amazing would that be? Like, just to get a 25-minute episode, one episode, one-off episodes of, like, young Dooku or young Ahsoka or Plo Koon or, um, or just do, like, a six-episode arc. Like, my thing is, um, I saw some other... This isn't, like, my idea, but I was like, man, after, like, you know, I know, like, all the spoilers and stuff from, like, Shadows of the Sith... But just imagine if they broke up Shadows of the Sith into like a, a six episode like little mini series live action or something like you know just stuff like that like heck even you know even break in break some of the books up into like episodics like five six episode things like like I think they there's so many options they could do creatively with live action shows like you know you don't have to do an ongoing episode to episode series like you can do these one off stories like Tales of the Jedi like. You know, if we do it with the Lando series, like, I think it would be really cool just because, you know, then, you know, for example, if you go to introduce the series to, like, your your loved one or your, or your girlfriend or someone or your buddies or whatever, you know, they don't have to be like, oh, man, I got to catch up on 
five episodes to get into this like it's like yeah. no you can just watch this week with me yeah yeah that's that's a very good point because you look at something like walking dead i mean i was i was i said specifically because like a couple days ago i was looking on netflix i said i haven't watched this so in like five years i haven't i have a free night what do i want to do i'm gonna watch something oh i i just gave up because i couldn't figure out where i even was but like imagine like you know i'm watching that and, and somebody else is trying to watch tv oh yeah you want to watch episode you know 205 of walking dead well i haven't watched the other 204 episodes you know it's, there's a barrier yeah. there whereas with this show and why like other things in star wars like the inquisitor rise of the red blade it's based on a new character that has no other links to anything else so you can read it without having read anything else in star wars and get it same sort of thing applies to a episodic show where it's like Oh, I didn't watch the first three episodes. Oh, don't worry. Then they don't carry over. You could just watch this one with me, and you can go back and watch the other episodes. Like you could start here. You could start anywhere essentially, and still get entertained and not have barrier of entry. That's a great idea for just yeah. trying to drum up like more. Because Lando, they've already done a show. They've already, we've already got Obi Wan. We've already got Boba Fett. We've already got Andor. We've already got you know. So yeah, all these named character shows. So it's obviously it works. Duh. I mean, why would they greenlight something if they didn't think it was gonna work? But Lando is a character everybody likes. He's from the original trilogy. I guess just like Obi-Wan. So there's there's already a built-in audience for that. So it seems relatively safe for them to do that. But then then Lando, he has his hands. In so many aspects of the galaxy, whether it be the Empire, whether it be the Rebellion, whether it be the scum and villainy of the Earth, like Downey Hunters, like, he's got so many connections that I could see like YouTube uh, content creators for Star Wars going nuts. Because can you imagine huh? every week, like you might get like cameo of the week kind of thing where it's like, oh, there goes uh, 4LOM and Zuckus trying to get Lando Calrissian, who got this artifact. They're trying to get it for the Empire, and they're working for... You know, you can have, like, oh, yeah, there goes... Um, uh, Lando and Dash Rendar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just name name any name out there, and uh, chances are they've run into paths with Lando Calrissian. So yeah, the capers I mean, and everything else would be pretty fun for that. Yeah, see, that's a show as well. Like, with Lando, because, like, all right, like you said, everybody likes Lando, but when you do a Lando series, I feel like it's a lot easier than doing Obi-Wan, obviously Obi-Wan or Boba Fett, because the problem is Obi-Wan and Boba Fett are, like, icons across media, you know, much less, much less just Star Wars. Like, everybody knows Boba Fett, everybody knows Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know. Like, everyone knows Lando, but I feel like Lando doesn't hold as much gravity as those two characters do, you know? So it's just like, with Lando, I think you'd have a lot more flexibility to do more fun things like that. Like, you could, hypothetically, you know, um, people, like, crack jokes about cameos and stuff for, for fan service, but hey, like, if the fan service is done well, I'm here for it. So, like, you could you could lean into the cameo stuff for, like, a Lando series, like, you know, one week have a meeting with Jabba and the gang, or one week have a meeting with, uh, like you said, the Empire. One week have a meet with uh, someone in the Rebellion, like maybe maybe like a like a Mon Mothma or a young Leia in secret over something or whatever, like something along those lines. Have a meet with Vader. Like, you know, there's plenty of different things you could do with his character 
where it's just like, uh, you know, hey, here's another one too to keep in mind. We haven't even touched this yet, <laughs> but Lando. So Lando, obviously, if we're going to do it around the solo time period, we could bring back one of our most uh, fan favorite live action people. You could bring back Ray Park and have him and Crimson oh. Dawn and Kira. Like, just imagine if we get like, you know, just see, like, I think, you know, the more that we've talked through this now that I think about it, I almost feel like even if we don't do the episodic thing, I think the Lando series, like, especially with Donald Glover working from the solos, you know, working on the solo sh- movie, like this might end up just being an indirect solo two, but starring yep. Lando instead of Han. Yeah. So like maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's Lando and Han. Like, Hey, Hey, here, here's, here we go. Pitching ideas to Donald Glover. Yep. Maybe it's Lando and Han. And maybe it's like Han saying, yo, can you help me find Kira? Blah, blah, blah. And Lando being like, hey, I have contacts, blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to eventually run into uh, Darth Maul and Kira eventually. Oh, man. Yeah, that could be awesome. That could really be yeah. awesome. Um, every I mean, every year we get we get the uh, panel celebration. Uh, make Solo 2 happen or whatever they call it. And uh, you see it trending on Twitter every once in a while. And... Uh, yeah, I, I'm part of that crowd. I want a solo, too. I love that movie. And uh, too yeah. bad it did turn out better than it was as far as the box office. And we've been through that a hundred times. But yeah, I, I could see that being like a backdoor, like this being a backdoor sequel. It doesn't have to be a movie. They could do it through Disney Plus and, and get that traction through there. Oh, yeah. I would I would really like to see that. Um, along with, like I said, our episodic ideas with Billy. If we, if we can't get Billy D. Williams doing his stuff... Then I would like to see maybe an alternated solo two, um, kind of like makeshift solo two series with Lando being the title character. Like that would be pretty good. And I do think though, there is a little bit of credence or credence to like this potential idea, just because you know, say what you want about uh, Kathleen Kennedy, but you know, like she indirectly threw. Alden under the bus, you know, when she was talking about him playing Han, you know, basically saying, like, just because he didn't look like Han was the reason the movie stunk. And, you know, she, like, indirectly, like, you know, told, like, Hollywood Reporter that last year. And it's just, like, you know, I think since, like, maybe Lucasfilm has that kind of feeling, you know, inside the building, like, maybe in their heads, it would be safer to lead the series with, with Donald Glover, but still have maybe Alden as, like, a side character in the show. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, because because you know what I'm saying, like like if 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 Kathy's already like mentioning that, you know, basically like you know throwing like I said throwing Alden out there, like that that means like from the creative side, from like Lucasfilm's creative side, they're viewing Alden as kind of like the liability. So oh. why not just you know basically shuffle around the idea okay. a little bit because you know fans want to see the solo two stuff. Yep. So like, so like, why not shuffle the idea around a little bit and just have Alden be character number two or three on the depth chart and have Donald Glover be the lead? Like maybe have a yes. Donald Glover, Amelia, and then then Alden. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know the exact probability or the exact stats on this, so don't quote me. But yeah. it, getting a temperature of the room of like Star Wars fans, I feel like more people would be 
happier with the performance of Donald Glover as Lando than they were with Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. Is that? Do you think that's correct? Yeah, that's. I mean, that was that was my personal feeling, and that's what I feel like. Even just like if you think about it, like going back to the reviews and the time, like a lot of people basically said. I mean, of course, we can't like you know include every review in the world, but a lot of people viewed Solo Two as like you know Amelia Clark was fine. They you know Donald Glover was like the standout, of course. And Alden, like most people were like, Alden did fine with what he had to work with. Like he it was just whatever. It was kind of like a, a B performance, you know, just whatever. Like, you know, he was okay. But, but, uh, you know, so I think, I feel like a lot of people were just like fine to neutral on his, on his portrayals, Han. Um, and also I think the good thing is nowadays you have people feel like are getting a little more forgiving on the idea of like recasting and things like that it seems like just because it's like man if we don't recast or something we're never going to see our favorite characters anymore like you know we got to do something here so i think there's that kind of like building in the psyche of fans as well so i think that could potentially help alden's calls of coming back as playing han versus hurting it and then of course you know with this series like say if it is um if it is Donald and Alden and Amelia, you know, of course, then, you know, like I said earlier, Jonas does has done like so much like nice PR stuff for Lucasfilm. Of course, they're going to bring Jonas in as Chewbacca. Like, yeah, I mean, he's already back in Lucasfilm for doing uh, that one Wookiee and the Acolyte. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential for Lando. And I, you know, I'm really hoping, I'm really hoping it comes out in 2025, 2026. Let's yep. get the, let's get the panel at 2025 celebration in Japan. There you go. Let's, let's get the oh, first wait, panel. Oh, wait, actually, you know what? Ooh, man. I hate to say it. Okay, so I think, now that I think about it, now that we, we've just kind of like broke this down, if the movie, or if the show doesn't come out by 2025, then that means it won't come out till 2027, I think, because I think they're going to want to take all of the early part of 2026 to go hard into the marketing of Star Wars is back into theaters in May mm. that year. So yeah. I think I think we're looking at either 2025 because or because the 2025 calendar is pretty clear at the moment, I think. Um, and then it's either that or 2027. I think those are your two options, actually, now that we've like kind of talked through this. Mm hmm. Yeah, so there you go. We want to hear what your ideas are for Landon. We want to hear what you guys have to say about a new writer with Donald Glover and his brother Stephen Glover. Um, tap to write Lando the series. So, yeah, there you go. It was very fun to talk about that. All the possibilities. It's always one of the best parts of a Star Wars podcast and, you know, having a community of just speculating spitballing ideas our wish list of course we don't want to be attached to our wish list too much because yeah. then when it comes out and we don't want to be the people out there just raging on the internet just hurting people's feelings no we don't want that but it's always fun to think about anyway um so yeah as i said right off the top we are available on any podcast streaming network of your choice you could go to google spotify apple Amazon and more, just search Outer Rim Transmission. And we are live every Sunday around 7 or 8 p.m. Eastern. I think we'll probably be doing 8 p.m. Eastern next week, but you can follow me on social, Star Raptor on Twitter. 
um, the day of to know exactly when we go live because that's when I usually put out my posts on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, yeah, so what about you, Ben? What are the people going to see you talking about this week on Twitter? Or yeah, X, you can, I should say. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter talking probably sports, talking... Yeah, sports and Star Wars. It's been more Star Wars lately just because I feel like there's been more Star Wars chatter to talk about and uh, whatnot. You know, always interesting times over there. So you can find me there at Real Ben Maynard. And then you can find me on Instagram as well at Real Ben Maynard. And, you know, I just post like my workouts and, you know, all the fitness related stuff over there. And then for Milton, you can find his Twitter at Milton Weber seven. And then his Instagram is Milton seven Weber. And he's pretty good. He like posts um, his workouts or his meal preps, like every couple days. So he's always on there too, posting fitness stuff. Heck yeah. So as I said, off the top, you can find my videos. I am super close to my subscriber goal of 2000. I'm just literally a couple people away. So if you haven't already, I might even hit 2000. I haven't even looked, but if you haven't already, subscribe, because then you'll be notified when we go live, exactly when we go live, so there will be no mistaking that. Uh, so for Millen, who couldn't be here this week, for Ben, for I, Chris, a.k.a. Star Raptor, that's going to do it for Outer Room Transmission 116. May the Force be with you. Uh, 